Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing great. Happy holidays coming up. Okay, today this is going to be a Day of the Dead episode. I know the Day of the Dead, you will probably think that it has not a lot to do with um, Mormon mysticism. But I would like to compare a little bit of um, Aztec mythology with Mormon post-death mythology. And since the Book of Mormon says that it influenced uh, some of the traditions and cultures, if not all of the traditions and cultures of the people of pre-Columbia in America, I would like to make an episode about this. Thank you very much, and let's go. Okay, first, let's start off by saying that the Book of Mormon really doesn't speak very much in regards to heaven and hell. The only kind of things that alludes to uh, hell, it talks about the sons of perdition. Um, and so what does that really mean in the Book of Mormon? It is really unclear. There is not a lot of definition. The writings of Joseph Smith in uh, Doctrine and Covenants or the Pearl of Great Price don't really allude a lot to particular aspects of the Book of Mormon. A lot of the Book of Mormon, they seem to talk about particular aspects or characters, and then they fade away. They don't repeat a lot. And so it is difficult to try to ascertain the true meaning of what that is. There are many different types of souls being lost and going into perdition in many different cultures. We have the Egyptian Book of the Death, where people go through different stages of tests, uh, being guided by Anubis. You have the Tibetan Book of the Dead, where there are also multiple tests. Quite depressing, but it also it goes around different tests for the particular death person. But today, I want to talk about the Aztec aspect of the Book of the Death. And as it relates to the Day of the Death, uh, if we are to believe that the Lamanites are what remained in this continent after and during the extermination of the Nephites, therefore, we can assume that the Aztecs, the Maya, and the Toltec, and the Chichimec, and so on and so forth, are descendants of the Lamanites based on the assumptions of the Book of Mormon. Now, I'm neither verifying nor denying, I'm just assuming this uh, statement and trying to elaborate upon it. Uh, and it is my belief, uh, based on some later uh, analysis, that the Nephites and the Lamanites lived in the area of the Guatemala-Mexico region. Maybe a little bit as south as, as south as Honduras, but that is earlier on. So I will try to concentrate on the most known um, dead mythology that we know of, which comes from the Aztecs. And so a lot of this is, is going to be based on a book in Spanish. I don't think it has been translated into English. It's called, it basically translates to the, from the Teotihuacans to the Aztecs by Miguel Leon Portilla. And to and the reason why I'm doing this is to try to elaborate on the on the day of the death, which is today. And so, the origin of the day of the death 
is a pagan holiday that was masqueraded as a Catholic holiday, <laughs> like a lot of holidays in Mexico are. The Day of the Dead is basically the day of Mictlatecutli, um, and he is the lord of Mictlan. Mictlan, I guess you can call that as kind of like hell or the afterlife. And as a result, uh, he is not a very good guy. <laughs> In Aztec mythology, he's kind of a mean god. He wants his you know, people to pay for what they have done in life. He wants his sacrifices like all Aztec gods. And let me let me talk about that a little bit. Um, in the Book of Mormon, the Lamanites really antagonized the Nephites in a big way. And so if we were to assume that the Nephites were Christians and that they believed in Christ and they idolized the crucifixion of Christ as a way to redeem the sins of the world, the Lamanites will probably make a mockery off of that because they just will probably have antagonized the beliefs of the, of the Nephites in a way in which they will probably sacrifice animals or something else as a mockery of Christ. And so this may not be that far off if we were to assume that the descendants of the Native Americans of, of this con complete continent, particularly Guatemala and Mexico, as I already explained, um, if they were to make a mockery of Jesus, it would have been, it would make sense that the Aztecs will have gone on to create wars or to capture prisoners of war and kill them and to eat their hearts and all the archaeological stuff that has happened. But these did not happen not only as a form of mockery, but also these also happen as a form of political control, which is what we do today, to be perfectly honest. We exert certain financial impositions on nations that cause the misery of that particular uh, opposing nation. And... And in so forth, we basically cause their demise or their suffering and so on and so forth. So it is not very strange for us to assume that the Aztecs terrorized other people or their other nations to try to pacify them. And so what does that all mean? What this means is that they also created a whole, mytholo a whole mythology behind it to try to pacify people. Mictlatecutli, in a way, is kind of like a demon or a Satan. I want to call him a Satan because there are many different evil gods in the Aztec mythology. Some of them are even more evil than Mictlatecutli. Some of them are female. And so Mictlatecutli was his, his toll. He, he wants to get paid. And in, in, in the underworld, it is... Uh, we can either be tormented by Mictlatecutli or the Aztecs start a journey. And this journey, uh, just by coincidence, I guess, it is also replicated or, or similar to the journey that everybody explained in the Egyptian Book of the Dead or the Tibetan Book of the Dead or even the Book of Jew, which we have been talking about. The next episode, we'll talk more about, we'll talk about a little bit more about the Book of Jew.
and the Miklan, which is kind of like hell or underworld, talks about tortured souls traveling. And these souls begin their, their, their journey in a huge plane. And in this plane, hopefully, they find the, the shuttle, uh, like, a, like a dog, the one from Coco, the black one. Uh, hopefully, you're able to find that dog or a dog similar to that one. And the dog will guide you through the perils that or is the soul is about, is about to encounter. One of them, the first one, one of the first ones, is it faces a river of blood. The river of blood, uh, the, the soul is supposed to cross it with the help of a dog. And then after that, then they have to travel another desert. Hence, like, you know, it sounds a lot like the land of desolation in the Book of Mormon. And this desert has very fast winds where the winds cut like blades, says the book. Then after this one, then they go to some mountains that they crash. After the crashing mountains, then they are almost there, but the place is guarded by, 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 by a gang of jaguars. And so the dead is, uh, is, is hunted by all of these different tasks that it has to accomplish in order to, to reunite this particular soul or this particular person with their relatives or with the gods that they worshipped around that time. Uh, the realm of the dead for the Aztecs was not pretty or comforting as it is, as it is displayed in the book of uh, Coco. And it's a pretty brutal place. And since we, we, we as human beings are all terrified of death, or most of us are terrified of death. And hence, it will be foolish for us to believe that the afterlife is any better, that there is no suffering on the afterlife, that everything will be easy, and we don't know, we do not know what the afterlife looks like, but based on our instincts, it is not pretty. <laughs> it is not comforting. It is not a place for rest. Maybe the body or what is left of the body is left in the body, and that one rests, but we are no longer the body. The spirit will probably fly up and go to the adventures that it awaits, which I don't think they are as pleasant as many people assume, or, as our, or at least as our modern culture assumes. In the Mormon tradition, Mormons are left to believe that we are to do missionary work in the afterlife. I don't know how that works because there are no, I don't know if there are baptismal funds on the other side or there are records. I don't know how that works. But another uh, common Mormon relief is that we're also believed to be reunited with our loved ones, the ones that have passed. There is not a lot of details. Uh, I believe that we need to understand that the world or the worlds beyond, the, beyond this life are not like this world. And I don't think that those worlds are time linear like this one, where you have seconds, one, two, three. They're not like that. Their time kind of starts to like distort, or at least that is my belief. And I don't think that those worlds are also a place where we're going to have these um, kind of like dying bags of flesh and organs and blood. To, for us to be able to do our dealings. I think in the next life, things are a little bit more permanent. They, the, 
the bodies are pretty temporal. And I think the soul and the spirit are a lot more dynamic and a lot more eternal. And so it is obvious that the Aztecs did not believe that a body could withstand the journey that I just described. They obviously believed the spirit or the soul, whatever it is, it was able to withstand a lot more than it does in this life. But pain was probably equal or similar. And in contrast, Mormons believe that God is a being of flesh and blood and that he lives in Kolob. Uh, where Kolob is, I don't know. Uh, but Mormon culture is a lot more time linear, or the one, two, three seconds, and it's a lot more... It's a, it attaches itself, it, it attaches its reality a lot more to what we understand, to this is a body, this is time, this is the world, and we're going to go to another world, but it's kind of a similar world. And so I think that ancient cultures believe that that is not the case, that there's a little bit different, a little bit of a difference. And so this is my Shlemio for, for today. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it or are able to have a little bit of a deeper understanding of what the Day of the Dead is. Uh, or if you have any more cultural uh, understanding of the afterlife for the LDS fate. I would love to hear about it. Please put it up in the comments uh, and appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And like I said, happy Dia de los Muertos. Have a great one. Bye-bye.